gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 125 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventures into holiday podcasting, the young, the reckless, <laughs> that's what I'm doing lately, Uh-oh. the bearded one, Carlos Borguello, the man that was a little ill last week, but he looks a lot healthier today, the man we call Crunch Crunch, the man who is our comic book guru. Mr. Les is full of a ton of Christmas food. There I thought you were going to say shit. That too. <laughs> the man we call way. El Hombre. The man that makes lightsabers and lets his kids have them for the holidays. And they're having a great time with them. They look amazing. The man with the golden locks, the rock star of all rock stars, Mr. Eric. Loves Christmas, Strathers. Now, I would say... Like, I would do a typical intro right now for a guest host, but I don't want to call this next person a guest host because he's not a guest host anymore. He is a part of our podcast. You hear him every week, week in, week out. His new segment, On the Throne with King Tom, with the flushing noise, you hear that. So I'm not going to just do this whole King Tom thing because you know who he is and he's a part of this podcast now. So, gentlemen, the king. How you doing, King Tom? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. And uh, very merry, very next day. Very merry, very next day. That's right. And then you're going to be listening to this days before a day before New Year's Eve, correct? I believe. Yes. Yeah. So getting ready to uh, celebrate the new year, everybody. How's everybody doing? King Tom, I'll go with you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing all right. I had a really fun Christmas with the kids. I really got into their gifts and what we did for them. And they had a great day. I had a few days off, spent it with them, and it was it was fun, fun. I di- I didn't have a prime rib this year. I've been salivating over Les's uh, Twitter account, but it, it, other than that, it was great. <laughs> I know Les had a great day. Let's go with Les right now. So we saw you eating chowing down or making some amazing food. Yeah, I got to throw down. And then uh, my mom, she has a mac and cheese recipe. Oh, so I had to do it over the phone with her, but she helped me get through it. So <laughs> oh. Made it look good. Tastes damn good, too. Thanks so. for bringing the leftovers, buddy. Yeah. I, you know what, gentlemen? <laughs> I totally dropped the ball. I thought of you guys. While you were eating it, you thought of us? Uh, nah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought on the nah, way over here, I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't bring any for these guys. But week's not over. That's okay, because... I'll hook you two up. Thank you. We, sorry, uh, Eric. Bo- sorry, King Tom. Boo and I were in <laughs> Vegas. So yes, we were like in champions, Vegas. too, so... Yeah. Um, how you boo you doing all right vegas trip was great was was not our typical vegas trips no no it was it was more a bit more uh docile but it was good family oriented yes we did gamble on yep. sports mm-hmm. 
and Boo had an eight hundred dollar parlay out there, which he lost. I did. It was a bit of a stretch, but but I I'd, I had a I had a gut feeling, and my gut was wrong. Your gut was wrong. That did was you lose eight hundred dollars. No, 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 no. Lord, no. Okay, they, no. Well, his payout, his payout would have been eight hundred. My, my lord, all right. No, like, fuck. What? I wouldn't. I would have jumped off a fucking bridge right now. <laughs> It's amazing that eight hundred dollars would be that amount for all of us regular folk, huh? Yeah, for the yeah for the for <laughs> peons, I'm kill yeah. Be like, Fuck, there goes rent for like two years. Yeah, that's, that's but it, but it was fun. Oh, it was fun. It was a great time. I love betting. Yeah. Vegas for Christmas. We weren't there for Christmas Day, but we were there all the way up to Christmas Eve, and then we came home. But it was a good time, and Christmas was great. Mm-hmm. You spent it with the Brown family. I did. I did. I had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, my first Christmas. Uh, away from my family so that was that was nice that made yeah, we me missed feel, you boo i know i know i missed you guys too it was uh it was a wonderful experience did uh you know, learned some new games and had some uh bombastic food so yeah so it was a wonderful wonderful christmas thank you to the brown family thank you Brittany. thank you bootney train yeah now mr shruthers i will say yes you are the father of the year well i'm sorry king tom you're a dad too <laughs> well i didn't make my kids lightsabers that's okay right that's why i said it so <laughs> mr shruthers Please let us know how that went down and how happy those beautiful kids that you have were. Well, let me just tell you this. Getting those lightsabers done was a real trick, man. I've had the parts to build those for honestly for well over a year. And I would work on it here and there when I could. And I decided that I'm going to have these done for Christmas. So I made this concerted effort to get them finished. And in the last few days leading up to it, every turn I would do something wrong. It would set me back hours, and it mostly was due to my impatience and, of course, the fact that I waited until the last minute. So the night before Christmas Eve, I was going to get them done because at Christmas Eve, you know, I work at a church, and it's we have church services all afternoon and evening. So I ended up having to stay up until 3 in the morning because I was doing something and ended up accidentally ripping all of the wiring out of one of the hills. and. I really considered giving up and just saying, I'll just give it to them whenever. But I'm like, nope, that will make everything I've done up to this point not matter. So I put my head down, I finished it. And dude, I could not wait to give them those lightsabers. It was all I could do to wait through Christmas Eve. I just, I was dying to give them to them. And so we let them do it. It was basically like a Christmas story. So they open all their presents and we're hanging out. And I'm like, oh, hang on. I've got something else up in my office. Hold on. And I come down with these crappily wrapped lightsabers and they lost their minds. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was like I heard the choir start singing. <laughs> Duel of Fates as soon as they got them out. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. And it was it was great. The kids were so, so happy. They're just floored. And I think that was what meant the most is is their reaction to it made it all worth it that's very cool man i saw i saw them on twitter playing with them they looked like they were having a blast well and i'm going to tell you anybody who's interested in having a lightsaber built or interested in buying one you don't have to come to me but i am happy to give you some advice on what to look for and what what to pass on because i i spent some money putting these together and it's something where it looks so right now they're little kids and if they decide this is something they're into, as the years go by, the feature set of the electronics that I put in them are it's so advanced that they can do whatever they want with them as years go by. It's literally 
able to be passed down from generation to generation. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. rad. That is very rad. So it's a lot more advanced than the one that I saw you have at Celebration that you're holding the whole weekend? No, it was, it's got a similar control set okay. as that. Because that was, what that I was did pretty badass. Yeah, dude, that thing is rad. That was uh, basically a clone of the Luke Skywalker Graflex mm-hmm. lightsaber. These were more generic hilts, but it's I set up the controls in a way that are make a lot more sense for a little kid. Okay, and smart. But as they as they go on, man, they can put longer blade on it. They can everything about it's upgradable, but it's it's pretty dope. Very cool, man. So are they gonna have like uh, ceremonies when they hand them down to the grandkids? <laughs> you never know. That'd we're going to awesome, visit my, right? We're going to visit our family, uh, families starting tomorrow or no, I guess Friday. And I said, you've got to take these lightsabers because I want them. You, I want all your cousins to see them. That's, <laughs> That's right. All your redneck cousins and uh, challenge for the lightsaber. <laughs> if I win this fight, I get the saber. Oh yeah, don't don't let them bet it away, man. <laughs> oh no, dude. I would. They they know better. That's no better. But anyway, slips, man. No way. I want my dad to see him because he'll, you know, he'll be impressed. But anyway, yeah, man, it was awesome. Fantastic Christmas. I'm glad everybody had a great Christmas and great holiday. And I hope everybody's going to have a great new year coming up. 2018 was crazy, guys. It was was a very eventful year. Yes. We did get a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, man, I looked at one of these sites. I don't know if it's Collider. It said the the top 10 biggest disappointments and it had Solo's big banner on there. I'm like, disappointment what? for who, you fucks? For who? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was one, one of my highlights of this year was watching that film. Mm-hmm. So, go fuck yourself. Alright, let, well, let's, uh, let's get into this stuff. Let's do the shenanigans. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Podcasts like now this podcasting. Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cogger Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. Check those great, wonderful podcasts out. Catch us on the makingstarwars.net. We're there. And also all the new scoops and poops and all kinds of information for all kinds of Star Wars stuff is on there. Please check them out. We have a website as well, the Sithlist.net, and Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Just look up the Sith List. And uh, check us out. We'll give our Twitter stuff out at the end. But uh, please leave some iTunes reviews. They really, really help. And thank you once again to the Kessel Toy Run. They just killed it. Brandon, just a stud, giving out stuff. Though we really appreciate everybody buying stuff and sending it their way. And they made some kids very, very happy. So uh, we'll continue this year in and year out. Should be mm-hmm. amazing. Should be a great thing to get involved with for years to come. All right. You guys ready to do a little box office and get into some fandom? Yeah. Not a lot of stuff this week, guys, but we're going to try to do our best to bring it to you. The Weekend Geek. Let's talk PSD box office report brought to you by those amazing makers of designer underwears and boxer briefs and sports bras and socks. Check them out. PSD.com. PSD. Wear your life. Ooh, I did a whole little spiel right there. That was good. Thank you, man. It was a crazy weekend for box office, guys, because it kind of had all kinds of fandom in all kinds of ways. The long Christmas weekend obviously was underway, and Aquaman, Warner Brothers' latest entry into the DC Extended Universe, 
topped the charts on its way to a $100 million five-day opening. Meanwhile, Disney's Mary Poppins and Paramount's Bumblebee finished in the runners-up position. Aquaman is nearly at $500 million worldwide. worldwide, right? Yeah. Oh. So Aquaman made $67.4 million in those three days. Mary Poppins, 23.5, and Bumblebee, 21. But before we get into that, I got an email from Nathaniel, and I wanted to talk about this because it kind of sums up what we just talked about with the, with the box office report. He says, hey guys, Nathaniel Gold here wishing you a happy holiday. Happy holiday to you, buddy. So with so many movies out and such little time, here is my question. If you have to choose between the Spider-Verse, Bumblebee, or Aquaman, which do you choose? I chose into the Spider-Verse, and very happily did. I give it 9 out of 10. Pretty good, man. By the way, if you're wondering why I had to pick one, it's because two jobs, kids, holidays, and birthdays. I get it, buddy. I get it. P.S. Thanks again for plugging my comic, The Chimp with the Brown Hat. Back in October, it was funded on Kickstarter, so let me know where I can mail you a complimentary copy. Wow. Well, thank you very much, man. No, I'm glad it got funded. Good for you for getting that off the ground and launching that. But I will say you picked the right one. I saw all three. I saw Bumblebee. I saw Aquaman. I saw Into the Spider-Verse. I will put them in my order. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse was my number one. Bumblebee was my number two. And Aquaman was number three. And we're going to get into that a little bit later about our little reviews. We've got to do a non-spoilery reviews because Les hasn't seen Aquaman. Boo and I will give our take. Anybody else? King Tom, did you get to see any of those? I saw, well, I saw Spider-Verse, not this past weekend, Mm -hmm. but the weekend before. Uh, I did see Mary Poppins. Okay, good. Okay, great. Well, what did you think about Mary Poppins? I thought it it was good. It had a segment or two in the middle that could have cut out, but it was, it was a nice follow-up. You know, my kids, my kids love the original and we watch it a lot. And I I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid too. So it it was, you obviously you could tell it was done so many years later, but uh, Emily Blunt is talented, and Lin-Manuel Miranda, he he can do anything. I heard he steals uh, the show. Yeah, he does. Uh, it was a good movie. Great. But I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to throw shade at Mary Poppins. I don't get why, because the rumor was Disney wanted Solo in May to make, keep Mary Poppins safe in December or whatever. I don't <laughs> right. get why they did that. Yeah. But it's still, it was an enjoyable movie. I'm glad we took the kids, but I, I, I think we all like Spider-Verse a little bit more. Great. It is time to get into a galaxy far, far away. With that amazing man we call El Hombre. Mr. Struthers, you ready for some Star Wars? I am, man. I want to go on record as saying that you only ever call me El Hombre when you mention that you call me El Hombre. No other time has anyone ever uttered that name towards me except when you say the man that we call El Hombre. Sorry to ruin the magic for everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to start a nickname for you. That's why I did. Celebration is going down. Get ready. No, and, and the funny Get thing ready, is that, El Hombre. Yeah, the funny thing is that there's no we. It's only a Raj. <laughs> yeah, so he's like we. I'm like I've never said that. You know why? And nobody else. I has, really so. like playing his theme music. Oh, it's great. Yeah. His theme music is fantastic. His theme music is amazing. So that's why I call him. Yeah, those are just for dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I completely derailed that. I'm sorry. No, no, okay. Speaking of Galaxy's Edge, man, we'll get to that in just a second. But just a couple of real quick things. Uh, it is reported 
that, and this is uh, off of a stream of tweets that happened to come up here, but it was a, an article uh, from Empire Magazine, and it said, John Boyega has confirmed the film, I, meaning Episode Nine, takes place roughly one year after the events of The Last Jedi. Somebody tweeted this at John Boyega, and he says, I don't even remember having the interview. I'm tired. It's been a long few months. <laughs> so <laughs> take, take that for, for what you will. It's, it's really hard to say, but it, it, we all know it's got to be a certain gap of time. So maybe just a year. Which is, I'm totally fine with it. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. How, what, and, was the, what was the uh, difference between New Hope and Empire? The gap. Three years? Three years? About three years, I think. Okay. So I'll take a year. Yeah. So, and then one other thing, it was speculated, and now John Favreau confirms that IG-88 will appear in The Mandalorian. Our friend and mentor Jason Ward had mentioned this, that what he had heard is that there's, I mean, it's like some real action. So that'll be cool to see, see what he does instead of just seeing this weird looking droid standing on the deck of a Star Destroyer in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Apparently he's going to be quite badass. Yeah, he looks he looks a little bit more badass in that picture. Mm-hmm. Well, he's training so he can take over the second Death Star. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. <laughs> Wait, now, King Tom, what do you think about IGAD being in this? I, I like the picture. I thought it looked really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like Eric said, it'll be nice to see him do more than just stand there and have his head swivel a little bit. The the only problem I have with it now is that I've been in Scum of Villainy Cantina. Steel does all his live events and it's in Hollywood and we we've been there so many goddamn times. Behind the bar, they have IG88's head, pretty much like seven of them. Yes. Multiple <laughs> sticking around the bar heads. <laughs> to make it look like it's that Star Wars bar bar feel, but it's really yes. IG88's head. So every time I look at him now, I think of Scum and Villainy. All right, I digress. That's okay. Okay, so Christmas Day, there was there was a whole shakeup where somebody I don't even remember who it was. It doesn't matter. Mentioned that they wouldn't be surprised if a trailer for Episode Nine dropped before the end of the year. Oh. And apparently, what they were really driving at, what they they're just misinformed that the basically a behind the scenes for Galaxy's Edge was shared on christmas day which is a pretty neat christmas gift i have to say mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely worth a look it definitely makes me excited to go and if i can give anybody any advice if you're going to watch this on youtube don't read the comments because i did and it makes me disappointed in humanity oh god but, dude it's it's i uh i don't want to get into a whole okay but the, oh, I'll just mention this. One guy was going on about how if you really want it to be Star Wars accurate, then you need to give a fast pass to all women and people of color and then make any white men who want to go in there go through the line twice and then they may still not get in. Oh, my God. And, what dude, the fuck? Fuck you! Fuck you and fuck you! Who's next? I am a white mail and it i was so pissed i'm like you you've got to be kidding me there's a reason that people think that people are privileged and stupid and it's because (laughs) they come off like that oh my gosh it's so disappointing and then and then i'm sure you've seen people refer to ryan johnson as ruin johnson or even a more interesting one urine johnson i saw some people refer to kathleen kennedy as something that rhymes with Hunt Lane Kennedy. Oh. And I'm like, good lord. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just glad I haven't like looked at those kind of things in a while and I haven't seen that stuff. I saw something last night on Twitter that really pissed me off about a guy at a mall berating two people yes. speaking another language. Yeah. And then I felt like I had to mm-hmm. tweet something out. But this, that kind of shit drives me up the wall, man. I just, I don't get it. I don't know how you could watch. We're going to play it in a second. I don't know how you can watch this thing and not get so fucking pumped up about it. Yeah. I mean, for the holiday, to be honest, there was some good stuff. I know I tweeted some good stuff about food, but there was some some really crappy online stuff going well, there's on. There's just man. crappy people out there. It is just horrible looking yeah. out at stuff out there. Uh, but this thing is badass. Yes, it is. We ready to watch it and talk about it and, and go crazy over it? Here we go. And yeah, that already looks awesome, dude. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Dude, look at that. Uh, when people come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they experience it for the first time, dude, I'm gonna screen grab that and walking learn that music. When the characters uh-huh. they're seeing and the, 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 the buildings and look and huge, droids, mm-hmm. puts them in a position where they give themselves over to the moment, to the story, and play with us in the world of Star Wars. We legit yeah. live like 30 minutes in this place. Yeah. I know. Incredibly emotional to walk into the land for the first time, to actually be standing there amongst the buildings, amongst the ships, and have this feeling that it is all real, that has been brought to life, and it is right there in front of you. Oh, dude, it looks so real. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Mm-hmm. What a great job these two have. This is Carrie Back, Vice President of Lucasfilm Story. We worked about 10 minutes. We won't be able to go in it for a long time. There's a pilots of gunners of light engineers that are keeping the ship operating. It is going to be. There's a line here on the fastest ship in the galaxy. Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh my God, dude! I would, I will weep. I will weep tears of joy. Every story has tension and conflict, and it's not Star Wars without the war. So it was absolutely fundamental that the story of the land actually finds the guest between the Resistance and the First Order. One of the experiences that I'm sure every visitor to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to love is the most epic attraction we've ever built: Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. This attraction invites you to be a recruit of the Resistance, to stand up against the First Order, and you even come face-to-face with... This Rise of the Resistance looks really cool, too. You make it through that, you get back to the planet, you are going to be a hero of the Resistance and celebrated throughout the land. It's exciting to think about this as only the beginning and to think about how this land will be living and breathing and evolving. I want to take a better look at those ships. Those look pretty cool. Mm -hmm. There's nothing actually more meaningful and more special than to provide a place for people to experience Star Wars with their family for decades to come. Yeah, it's the Millennium Falcon sitting there. Just chilling. My God. It's not fair that we live so close and work so close to it and we're not going to be able to go in it for a long time. Yeah, but you kind of want that yeah. cool off time, though. No, I don't want the cool off time. I want to go on. Actually, it, you're like, right. right now. It's it's tough. Uh, you know what's interesting for me after watching that is what he said is the most, Ambitious. the best thing they've ever built is the Rise of the Resistance, not the Millennium Falcon ride. So well, let's, right. let's be real here. He's lying. I don't think so, because it's interactive. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if he's no. right. He's lying. Because <laughs> we all know that everybody wants to be on the phone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Let's, but let's, let's be honest. He can say whatever he wants. Let's be real here. I'm thinking people are going to be pushing each other down, dude. There's other stuff, too. I wouldn't be they, the they damn pilot. Show. Who cares? There's, There's other the things that they haven't showed. Like, I guess kids are going to be able to use a lightsaber and bounce off lasers from dro- drones and all kinds yes, of things. Yes, and then isn't there like some things that are force interactive? Yeah. Air quotes, yeah. force interactive. Kind of like a sword in the stone. Yes, yeah, so you can kind of like, like wave that. your hand Why? at certain things. Why and... only kids? 
Well, I, they say kids, but it's going to be mostly yeah, adults. Be, yeah, 40-year-old yeah, kids. Yeah, oh, okay, I'm just checking. 40-year-old kids are going to be playing with lightsabers. Obviously, right, wait your turn. I will push a kid out of the fuck away and be like, wait your turn. There's some cool stuff that Jason talked about in uh, articles up about how that Falcon ride is going to work. And I've talked to him about some of the stuff that I don't know if we're allowed to say, but it is going to be badass. I mean, the the things that they're going to do and the characters that you're going to see, it's going to be rad. I'm just telling you right now, it's, they didn't show half the things oh, that's man. going down. And then the hotel experience is at Disney World, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're building that here in Anaheim either. I, it's going to be, a, I think it's exclusively at Disney World. Oh, okay. You know anything about that, Eric? Or No. I just know I, it's expensive as hell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it would make sense to be in Orlando. <laughs> what was funny is when we went to Orlando for a celebration, we went to their downtown Disney. I think it's called uh, something. Something Springs. Something Springs. Disney Springs or something. We had somebody take a survey of us and asking us what we would pay for a Disneyland hotel themed after Star Wars. Do you remember that, Boo? Mm-hmm. And uh, she, the, the price ranges that she was giving me, I was like, oh, I, don't, I can't pay any of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to start, start selling other people's Not kids. Unless you have a Motel 6 uh, Star Wars version. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you. Oh. Stay. Oh. Oh. You'll stay in the, the ad-ad on Jakku. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which I would be down for. <laughs> I'll take a couple quarter Yeah, but that's portions. about $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> How much for a quarter portion? <laughs> Here's what it looks like to me, man. Let's back up just a little bit. We were talking about fights breaking out in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon for that, that front chair. The trick is to figure out exactly how many people fit in there and make sure you take exactly that many people with you so that you don't get lumped in with some turds you don't know and then have to kick somebody's ass right in front of their kids. <laughs> You know, here's the, here's, the, here's the deal. Watch here's that deal. Sucker no. punch somebody in the back of the I, neck. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you gotta, it's, you gotta go in with the, in control of the group you have so that you know that you can physically dominate the other five people you bring. I'm going in with And you can be like, here's the deal. I am getting this seat right here at the end. I, you guys can figure the rest of it out. Uh, oh. Just a, a little, a little side note. I want to sizzle my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. This week, we we interviewed our families all separately. Oh, I, the, I listened the, to it. It was awesome, dude. I interviewed my little girl yep. and then my little boy later, and I asked Stella, my daughter, who would win in a fight between Ray and her brother, Henry. <laughs> and it got me thinking. Man, I could kick all their asses. Me and my kids, not Ray. She'd be she'd beat me down. But yeah, that's who you got to do, man. You got to take your kids and their friends. Yep. And you know you can you can take them. You can take them. That's right. You just say, now listen, when any shenanigans when we get in here, I'm driving this thing. Yeah. And that's it. That's final. That's you want to go final. home? You want to see your, your families again? That's what they'll probably final. do is they'll probably do what they do with every roller coaster. If you ask them nicely, they'll tell you to wait to the side and then move to whatever number that you want to like get. Like number on. one. They yeah, but on if we're all going. Together, Me, you oh, and Carlos, I'm yeah. gonna be like, I get the damn pilot chair. Carlos see, will be like, hell no, and see, then it's no, gonna be, yeah, see, you got it. Eric's right. See, Strategize, no, but I'm different. <laughs> see, I don't want to sit in the pilot chair. I want to be in the co-pilot chair because that's where Chewie sits. That's where I want to sit. Oh. Okay, see, yeah, but the front, you don't want to be pressing buttons in the middle. You right? and no. I will be having a great understanding. Absolutely, what yeah. We'll do here. So I'll be like, whoever wants so to the pilot seat, good. go for it. I just want to sit in the co-pilot seat. There's gonna be some kids pushing each other down. If I'm got. Han's seat and you have Chewy's seat, 
You need to take your shirt off so it'll really look like feel. I'll like take true. it off for the picture. Fuck yeah. Oh, good. But I dude, like that, Eric. I love your plan, dude. Here's here's the what picture they'd end up getting of us is me turning around telling the kids, I will stop this ship right <laughs> now. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, that's I was waiting for that. <laughs> I will put you all in the I'll put you all you in the keep like, I will turn this thing around right now. Mid mid light speed mid light speed don't don't you dare make me come back there <laughs> oh lord it looks really cool guys if you haven't seen it please go because i know we were talking over it the whole time but please go mm-hmm. check it out on youtube it's or on the star wars page it is really cool looking and and if it doesn't get you excited well then you need to go check out your your heart that person's dead you're dead to me all right anything else in the star wars front <laughs> that that that's all I got, man. If there's anything else, I haven't kept my ear close enough to the ground, but I've been a little too busy. But that's all I got. I got, a, I got a question. Did anybody get any cool Star Wars gifts for Christmas? Yep. You did? Yep, <laughs> I did. King yes. Tom, did you? I got the Art of Solo book. I love those Art of books. Ooh. So I was happy with that. My kids got a bunch of stuff. So I'm happy with what I got Star Wars-wise. Eric, what did you get? Let's see. I got a Jack Pacific big fig of the Executioner Trooper. He's sitting open on this table I have behind me right now. I got, uh, let's see, season three and season four Rebels on Blu-ray. Oh. I got, um, oh, I got the for real animatronic Ultimate Chew, uh, Ultimate Co-Pilot Chewbacca. Nice. Wow. Where, he, where you push his tummy and he's like, he's cute and moves his arms. I got that. Very Just cool. um, to, to be fair, I bought it for myself and handed it to Amanda to wrap for me for Christmas. <laughs> but hey, it was on. I got it on clearance at GameStop for 50 bucks. It's still 130 on the shelf at Target. That is. Awesome. Uh, let's see, what else did I get? I got. Ooh, I got the Black Series princess leia in bespin outfit and the black series kira from the solo movie and which one are you gonna wear for new year's <laughs> they're just action figures oh, oh my they're bad. not closed i wish i wish man <laughs> uh i you know i think that is that it that might be it did you open the falcon yet not not yet dude. great question i am going to though i'm going to tomorrow Tomorrow will be the first day that I've had to just just sit back and do whatever I want. Have you, has, have you, are you film. kicking the family out of the house? No, I'm going to let my kids be close enough to see it happen, but not close enough to touch it. <laughs> I love that. That's King awesome. Tom, he's going to bring in a celebration. And we're going to get to play with it. Oh, nice. nice. That is absolutely not true. It's, it's in the contract. I wasn't talking about the Millennium Falcon. Oh. oh. Talk about cockpit. Les, did you get any Star Wars stuff? No. Did you get any fandom stuff? Uh, yeah, I got a couple of cool comics. Oh, very cool. cool. Nice. Do you want to oh. express yourself and tell us what you got? Nah, Curse was kind of shitty in a way, but it's all good. I get to eat some good food, and then we'll leave it at that. I don't mean to bring anything Thanks down. for bringing us all down an hour now. Sorry about that. It's okay. Well, I hope New Year's is better than Christmas. I hope so, too. You're spending New Year's with us, aren't you? I... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. But what'd you get? Uh, Being with the Brown family, I know there's going to be some Star Wars stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, there was some Star Wars stuff. Um, I got the I got the Lego um, X-Wing. Not, not, not specifically Luke's X-Wing, but a Lego X-Wing. And then I also got the Solo um, the Millennium Falcon. 
The blue one, the blue and white one. Oh, did you really? The brand new one, yeah, I'm really fucking excited for that one. Wait, yeah. wait, the big ass one? No, no, not 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 the eight hundred dollar one. No, 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 the uh, the the solo one. Yeah, the so With- the solo Lego one. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for that. And then a couple other things. I got another. I got another thing, but we'll, we'll keep that one secret. That one's gonna be a gift. Oh, okay. You're gonna so- re-gift it? Yes. Nice. <laughs> That's nice of you. Yeah. Well, I can say one thing. I, I did get. Uh, my mother got me a copy of uh, Green Lantern's Blackest Night. Ooh, really? Yeah. Wow. So that, that's really cool. Yeah, it's just pretty good read. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Surprisingly enough, we had a Secret Santa at work, and they got me nothing but Star Wars stuff, and it was rad. I got Whoa. <laughs> I got a cool mug that has a Millennium Falcon on it, and then when you put coffee on it, words come out, and it you know when Han says it's traveling through hyperspace in like dust and crop that mm-hmm. pops out when it gets heated up. That was cool. I got myself a Lando Calrissian Hot Wheels, little Hot Wheel car, and it has a cape on it, which is badass. It even, yeah, you guys should see this thing. Yeah, it actually has a cape. Yeah. The car has a cape. It's it looks really like cool. a lowrider. Yeah, somehow the car has a cape. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It, it's a pimp mobile if you think about it. It is a pimp mobile. It it's is. Like no, it's like a awesome. Deville. It's like a straight up Cadillac. Yeah, it fits. Oh, yeah. 20 inch rims with a cape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> car really with a cool. cape. You'd never imagine it, but it has a cape. It does. So yeah, we got some stuff, which is really cool. Now, I did get a couple of other things worth note. Oh, I forgot. Also, my buddy Dallas Wood sent me this really rad C-3PO, man. It's of this, like, this kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say obscure, but odd collection line. It's really cool. Tons of points of articulation. doesn't look, he looks like a, a, a cross between a, almost like a stuffed animal in a cartoon, okay. but he's, he's not soft. It's, it's an action figure. It's really neat. But I also, we had a secret Santa, and I got some pretty cool Parks and Rec merchandise oh. from our pal, King oh. Tom. Oh, wow, yeah. King Tom. Nice. Yeah. Yes. I got a Ron Swanson Funko Pop, and it didn't bite me like my hamster, the Ron Swanson, so that's pretty neat. And, <laughs> and a Mouse Rat t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, this one's not getting away. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. And then from a from a another geekdom perspective i got a cd it's the score soundtrack from back to the future oh that's so yeah cool. the, the actual score mm-hmm. not not the, huey lewis in the news the pop songs exactly and man oh man that that was a big want for me so i'm glad i got it i heard about there's a two disc version of it that David uh, Collins talked about on the soundtrack show. That's it's out of print. You can't get it, but this is disc one of that, which is all music from the film. So it is super cool. My wife rules. That is rad. Did they ever make it on LP on vinyl? You know that I'm not sure of. That would be interesting. Hmm. That's really I cool. Know. I guess you yeah, need a time machine to find out. Oh, well, I'm glad everybody got cool shit. This is fantastic. All right, let's get into some random schmeels. Not a lot, but I do want to play a really creepy trailer. And it's by Jordan Peele, who has become this amazing filmmaker. And not only did he do Get Out, he also is in charge of the new Twilight Zone, which is going to be on CBS. Damn it. Is it? CBS, yes, yeah, ah, I know. Fuck. I know. Well, 
Why? Because you don't watch CBS? No, he wants to watch it on Netflix or watch it on yeah, streaming. Exactly. Where they oh, the you need to chill in your underwear and just binge. Fuck yeah, that's, that's it. goddamn right. He can still chill in his underwear watching CBS. Can't really binge it, though. Yeah. The Us trailer. Now, Us, I had no idea that he was even making this. The cast looks pretty amazing. Lu- Lupita Nyong'o is in it. Yes. And she looks fantastic. And she, she's a great actress. And Star Wars fans obviously know. We're going to play it. And we're going to watch it, and we're going to try to force Boo to go watch it. That's our main goal. Good luck with that one. It's yeah. it, it, From what I saw so far, you should be okay. It's just a thriller. It's not so much a... It's like Michael yeah, you, Myers. You keep saying that, buddy. Yeah, I know. Here we go. That's Winston That's Duke, classic, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Getting work, baby. What a great song. I love what they do with the song throughout the whole trailer, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. It's definitely a dope song. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Can't believe how big they've got. Great, Great actress. actress. He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? So the creepiness begins from the mind of the Academy Award Where were you? nominee, Jordan Peele. Lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah. There's a family in our driveway. Yeah, see right there. Fuck that. I love, I love when he comes out and talks some shit right here. Uh, can I help you? Zora. Put your shoes on. If you want to oh, get yeah. crazy, we can get, get crazy. crazy. That's straight fake gangster. See, no. I'm just going to tell you right now, that, that's him being educated and trying to be hood still. Trying to, like, go to a place you really can't go to. What are you people? So they see themselves. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. They and as you can see, his fake gangster didn't work because they still got in the motherfucking house. They know where we are. Their weapon of choice looks like scissors. They won't stop until they kill us. You're right. And we kill them. Oh, hell no. What the what? <laughs> I, I'm going to say this. You want me to is see that shit? I'm going to say this right now. You want me to see that shit? The, thing, that. the beauty of this trailer, Carlos, and, and even Eric. Even Eric. We don't, we don't know what type of movie this really is, man. No, like, I, even after watching all of that, you may right. think it's some kind of horror movie or thriller or... Uh, who the hell knows? It's so out there, and I mean, it's giving you the vibes and it's giving you all the visuals, but we don't yeah, know what I kind need. of social experiment this thing could be, man. Mm-hmm. This is this is storytelling on like another level. I mean, well, the one the trailer definitely won the weekend. Yes, everybody in there. Yes, talking about it. and I'm beginning to think that the sunken place uh, from Get Out is like an expanded universe that Jordan Peele is going to make it some kind of. That it oh, may be really like the upside down. That's, 
in uh, Stranger Things that this could be that type of thing. It's just an, an alternate universe that is trying to breach through in some way, shape, or form. Well, I read a, th- a little article about what he said that the Get Out was definitely about racial tensions and racism yes. and uh, appropriation and all that stuff. But this one has nothing to do with it. None, none whatsoever. So, but it still can connect. I'm just theorizing that it, it's yeah, just a widespread a, alternate universe that could end up just having multiple incarnations. Eric, was that the first time you saw this trailer? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's why his reaction is like, what the fuck? King Tom, how about Dude. you? Dude. I saw it right before the we started recording, and I mean, I, I, I'm like, boo, that's not my kind of movie. It looks good for what it is, uh, and I'm hoping, like Les says, I'm hoping it's some, it'd be something more. I'm, not that it's it's not enough with what it is, but it's not the type of movie I'd go out and see on my own. <laughs> there right. we go. I get it. I get it. We got to drag boo. Fuck I did look. Did you? Did anyone notice the name of the boat? No. Was it Crawdaddy? Say? Right. No, it was. Um, B apostrophe yacht. Biatch. That's funny. That is pretty good. But, you know, it's like it looks like a a good quality story. And I'm I'm happy for Lupita and Winston Duke because I I always remember that story that that they talk about uh, when the Black Panther premiered about how, you know, they remember watching the original Avengers when they were together in, in school. And they thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we're in a movie like this one day? Now that, you know, this is two movies with them. And I'm, I'm glad they're both making it. Yeah, they're both great. And this thing looks, I mean, if it's anything like Get Out, then he's got a, a winner on his hands. I just like the fact that it he's... looked amazing. Yeah, it looked amazing. And I'm probably going to have nightmares just from the trailer. <laughs> I would definitely go see this movie, uh, you know, if if. The timing of everything just miraculously worked out. But I can tell you who wouldn't go see that movie. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be hard getting Lorena to go, but she she saw it and she liked the trailer. But right, we got to get Mr. Uh, Carlos Buarguel. I think you survived, man. You survived it. You survived it. You should be fine. You should be fine. Just hold my hand. Fuck that. The We're look on this kid's off. face. We, we had a video camera we in talk here to right Brittany now. Brown. That's what we got to do. The look on Carlos's face right now is of straight up no y'all mofos would never give me anywhere near this shit that's <laughs> fucking right we're gonna have to straight what right. roofie him or something get him Jesus. in there i don't know what yeah. dude. Don't i don't either sorry yeah. <laughs> all right well that was a random spiel it's not much but it was uh pretty intense and if you haven't seen the trailer please check it out and check it out in the dark by yourself in a room you'll love it don't don't <laughs> do what i do not follow that <clears throat> now let's get into the comic book tv movie schmeels i want to talk a little Aquaman because I got to see it and so did Boo mm-hmm. and we were very excited to go see it because the reviews were really great and there was a lot of positive hubbub about it. A really quick non-spoilery review, my opinion, Boo, that it's definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better DC films. Visually, pretty amazing. Non-action sequences were pretty corny and lame. <laughs> Acting was pretty good. Except for the villain. One oh, of the villains. Yeah. And that's Black Manta. I thought they completely missed on this guy. And I think the actor was he was so bad at times where I looked at Boo and we laughed a couple of times. And maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it was just the screenplay and the dialogue. But I don't think it hit at all. He's like supposed it. to have, if I'm not mistaken, some kind of uh, like uh, autism or something like that. 
he is his character his character yeah. is yeah well they like should have definitely explained that that would have been a huge help i think they were just probably hoping people knew that no. it's like some See, kind of no. weird autism no or traumatization well that's a young. huge mistake if they're just yeah. hoping people knew that he had autism well, i don't think he had autism i think he was just not acting well uh the score was really cool and that was um, I was very excited about the score because we heard it on the trailer and I remember Eric said that's a really pretty badass score for the trailer at least and it did translate to the movie the score was really cool mm-hmm. but the song choices were awful were horrendous I mean the song choices were so bad at times that it kind of derailed the film yeah it, it, it gave a few moments came to a sudden halt yeah like hard but in my opinion overall a fun popcorn comic book movie it didn't pretend to be something that it wasn't mm-hmm. everything was like fun funny uh let's go kick some ass kind of thing and jason momoa was great amber heard was great william defoe was great nicole kimmon awesome and is his name tamara morrison tamara morrison. morrison fantastic mm-hmm. he was great i love seeing him in a big film again i do give it the sithless seal of approval but it just four or five different choices that could have been changed and, and not made the way they were it could have been a really, really good film. Boo. Yeah. Uh, no, I have to. I have to agree. You know, with all the the hubbub about it, you know, visually and it being Star Wars underwater and all this, they sold it short. Yeah. The visually, this movie is beautiful. It is it beautiful. Is, the underwater uh, scenes are magnificent. Mag. Yeah. But people are wondering how is it going to look? How is it going to do? Does completely fine. I, if they continue their CGI work in this in this fashion and with this high of quality, they'll be fine. So yes, yeah, so I, I definitely recommend it. See it in as many dimensions as you can and as high quality of a screen as you can because it is a gorgeous film. Also, with the epicness that they talked about, you know, underwater and stuff like that, it is tremendously epic. The battle scenes that you get, the scale of what's going on, the just the size of what you're seeing. You know, yes. you know they they you know the you know, people talk about the ocean being you know the biggest thing and stuff like that. It's fucking huge. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. That's great, Jason Momoa. He's a great, uh, he's a great Aquaman. Yeah, um, I love them. Every, everybody acted pretty well. I, I, there was no qualms. I had to have a qualm with uh, Black Manta, but I don't need. I don't need. Uh, he wasn't really particularly the main villain. Yeah, he wasn't necessary in this film at all. I mean, he looked kind of cool when when he finally put his shit on. They kind of yeah. made a joke about his helmet, mm-hmm. but he wasn't necessary. No. Who's right? But, no. but you almost you can't have yeah exactly you, you have to have assume. black man okay he's, well then make him better he's yeah like, he's basically like the joker mm-hmm. for batman for, black for manta is well yeah, it was aquaman's it was, main rival it was some shitty acting let me tell you yeah i mean it was like look at the screen and pause it, it could have been the direction yeah you know james wan killed it with the action sequences and it was, I don't know, kind of corny on some of the scenes. Some of the, yeah, some of the scenes are, yeah. yes. And the plot can be a little bit predictable. Yes. A little bit predictable, but it's, it's a comic book movie. I, I, you know, you know uh, you, you're not going to get, you know, groundbreaking work here. You know, you, you're here for a good popcorn movie. Sit down, have fun, enjoy it, and look forward to the future. Look mm-hmm. forward to what they're doing next kind of thing. Yeah. And, I, that's, and that's what we get. Yeah. That's what I, we get. And, and... The light is just a, I would say a lot more brighter for DC now. I yes. say I, I I can't say just a little bit. I am looking forward to it. I want more Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I want more underwater sequences. You know, I am I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go I, see it. I, I definitely would recommend going and watching, especially if you're a fan of comic book movies mm-hmm. and superhero films. Definitely go check it out. 
it's not going to be the Dark Knight, but it's going to be just as just as good as Venom. Yeah, the grade that it got, I think it was a 60, 65 or something like that. On Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't I think this I don't know what it got. On I I would give it between a 75 and a 79, not an 80, but a 75 yeah. to 79. I got yeah, I got a question about Aquaman the movie because I'm looking at this from a, a Marvel fan. I really don't know that much about the character. I remember him from the Super Friends cartoon. Mm-hmm. Usually Marvel and DC, they do a pretty good job of differentiating their major characters. The biggest similarity, though, I think is between Aquaman and Prince Namor. And there has been talk, obviously nothing is in development yet, that one day Marvel might make a Prince Namor movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think Having seen Aquaman, do you think they could tell that type of story about, you know, someone who's royalty from underwater and not have it be seen as an Aquaman ripoff? Ooh. Uh, Lest you take this, man. You would know more. I mean, I I think that it would be a direct ripoff, but again, Marvel has built such equity with us. We're going to talk about that in in an email coming out. That I think they can they can sell ice to Eskimos right now. <laughs> I, I think if they go the slight Captain Marvel route and give like a an introduction or a companion character, maybe Captain mm-hmm. America, mm. it may work. Um, or maybe play the angle of the fact that Namor initially was a villain. Oh yeah, huh. that he started out trying to take over the surface. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know that they may not play that up, or they're not playing it up in the Aquaman movie. Oh, they sure are. Okay. Yeah. Because at some point, that's a major, no, major that, storyline. pretty much the plot of the in entire, all of the, the newest Aquaman stuff yeah. is about him telling them, you know, guys, we're I'm doing all I can to stop Atlantis from taking over the surface mm-hmm. world. You know, I want to be allies with you guys, but if you don't respect us, then I have to show my true power. Like, that's Aquaman's mm-hmm. thing. Um, one of his many things, and Namor on the other hand is like, or maybe speculation. King Tom could agree with me, hopefully, or back me up. But if we, if this merger goes through finally, I know there's not a lot of news on it, or it's slowed down. Hmm. That's another way to have the Fantastic Four bridge that gap. Yeah, because Namor is obsessed, obsessed with Miss, uh, with damn it, I'm blanking. Sue Storm. Yes, Sue Storm. Yeah. Yes, the Invisible Woman. He's like. That blonde lady is an angel, and I want her so bad. And mm-hmm. his whole thing is attacking the surface world, kidnapping her, and taking her back down with her. But they also have another angle because he's a mutant now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Or he's, yeah, he's first. he's retconned to be Marvel's first mutant, the OG mutant, other than Apocalypse. He's royalty as far as the mutant kind goes. He's been he's in all the X books now. There's so many different ways they can make it not so much a ripoff of. Okay. Aquaman. It just is what it is though. Everyone has their yeah. ripoffs and their their doppelgangers, I guess you want to say. Mm-hmm. Some are a little bit more have o- more precedent. Obvious. obvious. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> some are way more obvious than some. You just say, okay, that's fine. You know, it's like I mean the the food, there's like five different burger joints, right? They all <laughs> serve burgers. Yeah. So there's an Aquaman, there's Namor, there's well, pretty much their ultimate <laughs> real ripoff. Oh, Quicksilver and the Flash are another one. But the Flash is way more prevalent. You know, right. like, everybody knows who he is. It can work. With the CGI that they did, and 
if Marvel does their version, I can't. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> right. Because yeah. Marvel does such a better job with and, their CGI and their graphics. I can't imagine. And whoever they find. fantastic in this. I'm not going to talk shit. And whoever they find to be Namor is going to have to be like li- ridiculously in shape because Jason Momoa is in great shape. But the thing about Namor is he's pretty much naked. Yeah. He's pretty much half naked. And his abs are everywhere. And that's mm-hmm. all it is is just abs and pecs. <laughs> so, yeah, Namor is the sexy Asian, like, seduct, like, he's a right. pimp daddy dude. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, I think people should go see it. So. Absolutely. We got an email from Kent, who kind of brings kind of what we're talking about here. He got a question for us. During the most recent episode, Boo mentioned that Marvel had built equity with the fans and could pretty much put out what they want and people would go see it. I'm paraphrasing. I think that's completely right. What's interesting to me is trying to place when that exactly happened. This is a good question. Yes. Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger weren't that highly regarded. Although I personally love first Avenger and I think Thor and Hulk (laughs) have their moment. It's just like me, buddy. I love the first Avengers. One of my favorite ones of all time. Iron Man 2 and Thor, the Dark World are considered the worst MCU movies. I agree with that. I remember the general consensus about Guardians of the Galaxy being that it was a huge gamble because the general public had no idea who those characters were. Same with Ant-Man or Doctor Strange. What moment do you think that the MCU became what it is now? The Winter Soldier, Civil War, Guardians, Black Panther? I don't really have a solid answer. Curious what you guys think. Thanks, Kent. First of all, thank you, Kent. That's a Mm -hmm. great, great question. It is. Um, And we have the perfect two people to talk about this. And then also Boo can weigh in. But King Tom, I'm going to go with you first. When do you think Marvel became Marvel on the MCU? That's, that's a great question. You know, you, you knew they were building up to something early on. But as, as far as the whatever they put out there turns to gold, I might go with the first Guardians because no one knew what that was. But they acted like it was a huge thing. They were confident in it. And they were right. Part of me also might think, and, and this this might be an off the beaten path kind of pick, but Iron Man three, because I don't remember loving that movie, and I remember people having a bunch of problems with it, especially with what they did to the Mandarin. And that movie made more than a billion dollars. And whenever I look at that, I'm blown away by that fact. It, it was a decent movie, but it wasn't one of my favorites. Gotcha. So I would have to go somewhere in that time period. Okay. Cool. Less. Okay, I'm not going to cite actual films, but for me, there was a moment, and I think it was the very first post credit scene. Not the one in The Incredible Hulk, which is the one where General, when Thunderbolt Ross is drinking in the bar. Yeah, Tony Stark, and walks, Stark in. walks in and he says, I'm putting something together. That mm-hmm. was Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it was Incredible Hulk. It was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that moment, and then there's another, and then in Iron Man, the post credit scene where. Uh, Nick Fury walks up to Stark and says, I'm putting together the Avengers and it, you know, I want to talk about the Avengers initiative. That's Mm -hmm. it right there for me. That's it. Those two post credit scenes when they bring that lets us know, okay, Mm -hmm. there is something going on here. They're building something. We finally get the first Avenger in the Captain America movie. And those three steps right there, right. Built the equity that we have now. Wow, that's pretty early mm-hmm. on. That's a good answer. Yeah, was, good. yeah. My answer is really early on. Yeah. Go ahead, Boo. So m- mine comes a little bit later. Mine comes at the first Avengers movie. 
Oh, okay. Because everybody thought, you know, they had they had given their, you know, their respective characters their own movies, most of them, of course. But nobody had any idea how they were going to put all of those characters in a team on screen and have each one be fleshed out, each one have their respective spots, each one be important, nobody be shelved or anything like that. Once they were able to do that, I was like, they could they they can make gold out of shit. They can do whatever they want. Right then and there, they I was built like, that equity right then and oh, there. Oh, yeah, right there. I was okay. like, because I, I was going into it, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do it. You know, I don't know how they're going to make a team, you know, and put it on screen, yeah. put that many characters together and have it be successful. And it was. It was one of the one of the best movies out there. And just, had, once they did that, I was, I was, you were, yeah, that was in. I was but, sold. So that's why I'm saying, like, it's a culmination of all the little things. Exactly. Because in Thor, Hawkeye's in Thor. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. do anything. Nope. He does nothing. He he's just there. And they <laughs> say, hey, Barton, you want to, and he's like, when they say his name, I'm like, oh, that's Hawkeye. Yeah, exactly. You know, it and hits. then, like I said, with, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative, or I'm putting something together. Let's talk. Those post-credit scenes, those little tiny things like that, then you get Avengers, and then you get Thanos in the post-credit. I think the post-credits have helped cement what Mar- Marvel is to us now. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, we all have our own little thing, and I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now because it is something... That's because I'm playing Footsie with you underneath. That, too. Uh, <laughs> how dare you, man? People know our secret now. I know. The chemistry is real, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, all the little post-credit scenes have just always said, look, come back for more. Yeah. There's always more. You know, at the end of Civil War, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Black Panther symbol. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Dude. Oh, yeah. It's just been that way. Going back real quick to Aquaman, their post-credit scene was garbage. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's just abso- absolute. <laughs> oh, yeah, just leave. Absolute garbage. Just leave. If you need to piss or you need yeah, to go, just, just go. go. Yeah. You don't oh, miss no. shit. There's Which, only one. There's only one. Yeah, but and that still. really pissed me off. It is oh, It is crap. shit, a waste of time. Yeah. That was infuriating because I had to piss like a racehorse. That was that fuck. Damn. It was awful. So my, mine is two things. One is First Avenger, Captain mm. America, because I saw the film as a period piece and it it, it was more than a on movie. all levels and i was like holy shit they can make a film like this oh my god that's one and then the time where i thought where this can't get any better is the airport scene in civil war Ooh. and spider-man mm. shows up and yes. i'm i just became a nine-year-old boy <laughs> watching that and i was mm-hmm. like holy shit they pulled this off kind of like what you said with the first, mm-hmm. first avengers film that right there, which I still consider an Avengers film, it is that one. I was like, "Oh my gosh, it is they." Uh, this is like, this is unbelievable. So that the equity's built, but you guys are all right. The equity has been built over time. It's tough to pinpoint a certain exact moment or a movie, but those are my two. Eric, during when you watch, you've watched the majority of these films. Is there one point where you went, "Holy crap, they pulled this off. They can do this." I think this is going to sound really generic based on what everybody else has said, but the the movie that hit me where it made me feel about the MCU the way I feel about it right now is Captain America, mm-hmm. First Avenger. Yeah. It was it blew me away. And for all the reasons that you said that, first of all, the period piece aspect of it, but then also just basically every beat of the story and the way it translated on screen and how good a job the actors did. And I'm like, that was a slam dunk home run. And if they can do this, then 
the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. And then I think probably (sighs) Thor also that that movie ruled. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's well, because it was about Struthers. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, because he's got dope ass long hair. It's true. Uh, And uh, yeah, man. But he ain't no no El Hombre. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> those two, those two movies right there, but specifically Captain America. Yeah, I agree with you, buddy. We are on the same page on this, and I was going to say Thor right now, right as well, because Thor felt like a Shakespearean film to me. Oh yeah, and it was directed by Kenneth mm-hmm. Branagh. And if you know Kenneth Branagh, he makes pretty highbrow films, and he directs pretty highbrow films as much as I mean, majority of his films are. So when he took over a superhero film and he did that, I was like, holy crap. Like, that's a great point, Eric. One day I want a book or some type of tell-all because you know they've been planning this and they have stuff planned that we don't even, we haven't even heard of. And obviously not everything has went the way they thought, but I want to know what they were planning when, where they would, where they thought things were going just because I think it's, it's a, it, it would be a fascinating story. Oh yeah. That would be great. And I, hopefully we get that after it's all said and done with this phase. Mm-hmm. Great question, by the way, Kent, thank you so much. That was fun. That was really cool. Real quick. Um, there's some news coming out of Netflix. Well, not Netflix, but Disney plus and all the shows that Netflix have canceled. Kevin Mayer, the Disney executive in charge of the company's planned Netflix rival streaming service called Disney Plus, said he'd consider reviving the programs that all have been canceled. And this comes out of The Hollywood Reporter. This is what he said. We haven't yet discussed that, but I would say that's a possibility of resurrecting the canceled series he called very, very high quality shows. Which is great news for us. But then I also found out, reading an article today, that Variety says that the contract with Disney and Netflix says if they cancel, they have to wait two years from that cancel date in order to bring it back on another network. That doesn't mean they can't shoot it? They can shoot it. They Ooh. just have to hold on. Now, what if they've been, they just start shooting under the radar? They could. They absolutely could. In this two years, they knock they, out two, three They absolutely seasons. could. But Jessica Jones is not canceled. Neither is The Punisher. So those two oh, Netflix still have got to, to wait get their, two years after they cancel. Yeah, Netflix got to get their money's worth of Punisher. Right. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. And so they're not also allowed in any movies, by the way. So, so once it's canceled, they can't be in the next Avengers. So forget about that idea oh, that we all had. Whose deal was that? Who signed that contract? That seems like a bad deal. Yeah. On, it seems like the a Disney side, at least. The deal for the original four Marvel shows dictates that the characters that populated the series cannot appear in any movies or TV shows for two years following the cancellation. This is according to Variety. The cancellations of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and the Daredevil all went down this fall. So the soonest they can come to Disney Plus or anywhere else is 2020. Any viewers already mourning these characters on the small screen should probably resign themselves to rewatching the next couple of years. Uh, so for two more, so two more years, the shows cannot be reprised, and also for those two years, those characters cannot be in, be in Marvel movies. Gotcha. Right. Okay, I, I thought you meant at all. No, 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 no. I just like, those two damn. years. Damn. Just that's two a, years. Yeah, but even with that restriction that they can't appear anywhere, that's it. Seems like Disney got caught with their pants down there. Yeah. 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 Or Marvel. Whatever. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, now we have a uh, email from our boy Rashad. Nice. By the way, congratulations, Rashad, for working your ass off um, to bring the Hellboy trailer and the Hellboy movie. Did you see us. him in the trailer? 
He's in the trailer? He's in the trailer. No, I'm, fu- I'm fucking. Oh, you're fucking. <laughs> oh, my that means God. he's in the movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's in the movie. Rap. Dice, man. We got to hang out more. Rashad. I felt really bad. Cool, you guys like, assume he's Hellboy. Yeah. But I, I'm really proud because he's been working his ass off. Yes. Long nights. I mean, just at Comic Con New York, that poor guy was running back and forth, man, like a crazy person. And he's been keeping a very, very tight lip. Yeah, he did. Oh, he, sure, he sure has. He hasn't. Like said, hey guys, check this out or anything like that. He's he did been, show me some cool stuff in New York Comic Con. Kind of, but he hasn't been blabbing. No, so, he hasn't. Yeah, but uh, he has an email, and th- this is great. Also, great that King Tom was here. Um, I, he sent this to us a couple weeks ago, but I wanted to keep this until we had King Tom on here. Uh, Les, you oh. want to read this? Sure. Hey, Sith listeners, hope you enjoy- enjoyed the Hellboy trailer. Now you know I'm a big fan of the X Men, as and as recent solicits have alluded to, it looks like spoiler alert. The original Wolverine and Cyclops are returning to the fold to lead the new X-Men team and recently relaunched Uncanny X-Men. Now, while I'm intrigued by the team they're putting together for the main line, I'd be lying if I said I'm totally satisfied. We just had an absolutely excellent X-Book wrap-up with X-Men Red, which featured a team led by the recently revived Jean Grey, along with Nightcrawler, Laura Kinney, Gabby, and Gambit, just to name a few. In the recently concluded X-Men Gold, we had a team featuring Colossus, Laura, Storm, Kitty, Rachel Gray, Nightcrawler, and more, led by Kitty. I'm excited to see the two heavy hitters return, but I'm a little disappointed that we can't get a full team-up of the classic 90s rosters, or even the 70s rosters, or at the very least, Jean Grey back in the mix with Cyclops and Wolverine. So, my question is, how do you feel when comic super teams reshift their lineups? And do you think we'll ever see a classic X-Men lineup anytime soon? Am I foolish for pining away for an X-Men team of yours, seeing, how, seeing as how comics are infamously known for shifting things every 6 to 12 months? Love you, dudes. Rashad. Yeah. Thank you, Rashad. We love you, too. And um, I'm going to leave this again to the X-Men. Let, let King Tom handle this King one First. King Tom, yes. So oh what do you think about this, King Tom? Are you okay with them reshifting? I, got, I have mixed feelings about it, and I'm talking specifically about the X-Men, just because I've been following them a lot recently. And I'm, I'm a huge X-Men fan, and it feels like they've had a lot of big X-Universe shifting events, one after another after another. They just finished Extermination, which sent the original five time-shifted X-Men back to their time, and now they're doing this uncanny X-Men. And it feels like the same group of core X-Men are involved in each of these big events. You, you know, Jean Grey, Kitty Pride, and it, it, many others, and so, even some of the younger X-Men. And I, I love these characters. And I, I dig big events, but at the same time, I just want a bit of normalcy, where you have some teams spelled out, this is on who, this is on the blue team, this is on the gold team, this is on the red team, and just let them be for a little bit before you go back into the big events. So I, I don't know if that that's really answering Rashad's question. I do think it'll be cool to have Wolverine Cyclops come back and have some of the, you know, the the big classic type of teams. But I just want them to figure out what they're doing and be able to say this is who you'll get in this book. This is who you'll get in this book. Because right now Uncanny is in like the middle of a 12 issue storyline and it just feels like it's going on for a while. Yeah. What about you, Les, you excited that the Wolverine and Cyclops are returning um, together? I guess. I mean, I kind of like what they've done with the newer 
you know, the newer teams. I like that mm-hmm. they took a risk and made X23 the Wolverine for a while and yeah. introduced Gabby uh, as, you know, Honey Badger, which is like Wolverine Jr. But, uh, <laughs> Um, awesome. but then they also went ahead and did other things over the years. And you remember King Tom, they've introduced, you know, uh, was it Jimmy Hudson, the, the blonde Wolverine? Yeah. The, yeah. the, the blonde Wolverine and then Dokken and just this remnants of Logan all over the place. And, you know, then they just killed Cyclops off and just said, here you go. Just stay over there. Like just shelved him. Uh, I kind of, I agree with King Tom. I'd rather just have it be blue and gold teams. And just give us two books if that's the that's the case. Have a core team for both, and then just rotating uh, support characters coming in and out of there. Um, I'd really like to see Cannonball back in there. I'd really like to see some of the X Force New Mutants kids, Sunspot. And those uh, are the the kids that we saw running away into the forest in Logan, or no? Uh, some of them, yeah, like Richter, kind of. yeah, yeah uh, Wolfsbane. These are classic characters, but. There's some of these characters have stay in power, but yeah, I guess, man. But every six to twelve months, it's kind of a bit much to like switch up. And, That's what I always say. It gets confusing. Yeah, it does. And then there's so many X books, so it's like you can get lost. And I've talked about yeah. this before. You can get completely lost in the shuffle. Uh, they should all. I like. They should just do X Men Blue, X Men Gold, and a European one, Excalibur. That's my. Although after this past year, I, I would agree with that. But after this past year, I'd also say Ad Red written by Tom Taylor because that book was incredible. Okay. There you go. Cool. Well, thank you, Rashad. So, yeah, you're we, not foolish for pining away. Yeah. You're all good, Rashad. We, we, should, right we all want the this, same the thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate it, buddy. And check out Willcom Pod, Will Communications Podcast, oh, right. with our boys Rashad and Justin Rodriguez. Especially if you're into that, what just happened for the last five five, 10 minutes. Yes. I'm just going to ask one question from each of you. And then um, I think we'll wrap this up since this is being put out there right before New Year's Eve. I want to know what your favorite moment of fandom was for 2018. Bless. Let's go to you. I got two real quick. First, New York Comic Con. It was great to get across the country, hang out in New York, meet Fernando, meet Mike Pappas. Pappers. Emily Lind, mm-hmm. most of the Rogue One army. It was really cool to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was the premiere of Solo and hanging out at Chili's with everyone. <laughs> Got to meet you Hart. You had a little uh, MSW West get together here at your house. Mm-hmm. Oz was hanging out, chit chatting. Randy, everyone was around. It mm-hmm. was pretty cool to meet the MSW family and hang out with people. Those are my two highlights. Yeah, it's a good one. Boo. Um. Yeah. So I I have two as well. I would have to say the snap. I was I wasn't anticipating oh. how big that would or how much that would make me feel. Right. Like still watching. I've seen the movie. I think like six times now, and it's okay. still. Hmm. It's on Netflix. Yeah. That's that's where I saw it. I saw it <laughs> yesterday. Still hurts. Still fucking hurts. I know it's coming. I know he's gonna do it. <laughs> it still fucking hurts. So that. And then also I felt that same pain, boo. Yeah, fuck. And then also on a more personal level, seeing uh, first Star Wars movie solo with my girlfriend. That was oh, really nice. Yeah, that was nice. Aww. I know, I know. I was sitting right next to her. She was crying. I know, I know. Is that because she was sitting next to you? <laughs> probably. It's probably because I ate all the popcorn. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You fucked that. up that night, Les. You fucked no, up. Learning's gonna kill you. Still fun. King Tom. <laughs> 
What say you, sir? I I had a, a bunch of them. I'm gonna have to I'm go in with uh, Boo and Les. I'm gonna give you two. Uh, the first, I saw a bunch of movies with my daughter this year. Uh, we saw Last Jedi a bunch of times, but you know, you guys heard about it. I took her to see Ant Man and the Wasp opening night, and it was just really cool to in- introduce her to. You know, it wasn't as big a crowd as Infinity War, or Solo, or any of those other movies, but it was still a lot of fun and. You know, afterwards, I kind of explained what happened in Infinity War because she hadn't seen it up to that point. And then just last week, uh, taking the family to see Spider-Verse, you know, a decent sized theater. We saw it Saturday. My wife was kidding before the movie. She's like, I'm going to fall asleep during this. But she was riveted and everyone loved it. That's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. What a great movie. Yeah. Oh, for well, for me, it less pretty much stole. What I was going to say, I was going to say New York Comic Con and hanging out with all those wonderful people. You know who you are. And again, thank you, Mike Pappas, for hosting us and being that amazing tour guide. That, yeah, that was were. next level, man. Yeah, that was amazing. That was great. And seeing Solo with Mr. Haas Burkhart and Jesse and all the family of the MSW, just like Les said, and having people over here and even having this Christmas mixer that we did with the MSW family. That's right. With Steele and his baby and his wife and Sal and family. That was really amazing, too. And I'm very, very, very looking forward to hanging out with you guys all at Celebration this year. I am very excited about that. So I can't wait. That's going to be one of my highlights, amongst other things that we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, but uh, for 2019. But uh, yeah, those are mine. Those are mine. Mr. Struthers, have you pinpointed any down? Okay. I, it's, I've got a tie between... It's a three-way tie. Okay. It is between my trip to for Steele's live show after the Han Solo film. The whole trip. I mean, I can't pinpoint a single thing because it it's one big encapsulation. And then taking my daughter to see her first Star Wars movie in the theater, which was The Last Jedi on New Year's Day. Oh. <laughs> and and do I I can remember it so well. She had her little pink coat on and her Princess Leia uh, indoor doll. And and then taking my son to see The Last Jedi at the Omnimax, mm. the, the big ginormous screen. Mm-hmm. I took a picture of him standing between the two giant Omnimax stand-ups, and now they're up here in my office. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's going to be, obviously, having kids. Uh, I, I can't imagine how it did the feeling of to pass along the the Star Wars or the... The fandom. The fandom of any fandom. Um, so that's uh, that's amazing, man. Really good picks for everybody, by the way. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up, guys. Um, thank you for listening to us and this whole year. We are mm-hmm. so just like honored to be able to do what we do. And we are still trying to figure out how we have people listening to what, to what we do. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, from everywhere, right? Overseas. Overseas, geez. everywhere. From Australia yeah. to London to... Thank you very much. Everybody. I think somebody mm-hmm. in the Middle East is listening to us. So, so thank you so much for letting us kind of entertain you. Hopefully we are entertaining you. And 2019 is going to be a lot of fun for us. We're going to do a lot of cool things. YouTube is going to be involved. We're going to have some great guests coming up. And I'm so happy to have... Les, Boo, Eric, and now King Tom in the mix. It's going to be a really cool year, man. It's going to be great. So, King Tom, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. Tom Chansky yeah. on Twitter. And you can find him here on the throne of King Tom. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you? At Les is more 78. 
Mr. Carlos Borgueo. <laughs> At the Sith list, boo. And Mr. Struthers with that beautiful voice of yours and that long, beautiful, shiny golden locks. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Strouders. Also check out my other Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators. Last episode was great. Is that already out? Yeah, but if you want a direct link to it, I can for the show notes, you I can send you that. But it is out. Okay, so listen, I'm gonna put that direct link. It's a awesome listen and listen to it. It's fantastic. Eric's kids are amazing. And you can find me at the Sith List. And have a wonderful happy new year, everyone. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't drive with your pets on your lap. Or just don't drive at all. Uber. Or don't, yeah, Uber for God's Uber, sakes. Lyft, whatever designated driver. There's no driver. excuses now, guys. Yeah, call mom. Zero excuses. Do not drive. No, do not drive. But enjoy yourself and have fun. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's right. And uh, have a great one. We'll catch you next year on episode number 126 of The Sith List. Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint Like Cypress Hill I still do these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S, the T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh Rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong And some wrap my lips around the phony And when it comes to getting another stogie Fools all kick in like Shinobi Know me ain't my homie too begin with it's too many hands to be probably let my friend hit bit unless you pull out the fat crispy five dollar bill on the real before it's history because fools be having them vacuum lungs and if you let them in it for free you hella dumb dum, dum. i come to school with a tailor on my earlobe avoiding all the flick teasers skeezers and weirdos got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at give me two bucks you take a puff and pass my bomb back suck up the dank like a slurpee the serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious like eddie murphy i got more growing pains than maggie cause homies nag me to take the dank out of the bag I'm so keyed up till the joint be burning my hand. Next time I roll it in a hamper to burn slow so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh. Hoogies get hit, but they know they got a pitch and bent. I roll a joint that's longer than your extension. Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free. Hell no, you better bring your own slip cheap. What's up, don't babysit that? Better pass the joint. Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma. Crack the body open, homie, and guzzle it. Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely. I gotta take a whiz test to my PO. I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro. And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty. But the tango race straight had me. Made my yesterday thing, got me hung off the night train. You fade, I fake, so let's head to the east. Hit the stroke to 9 0 so we can roll big hot sheets. I wish I could fade the eight, 
but I'm no budget. Still rolling the two-door, cut the same old bucket. Foggy window, soggy endo. I'm in the land, getting smoke with my kid up in smoke. Yeah, just spray your layer down. Up in the OAK, the town. Homies don't play around, we down there, blaze a pound. Then ease up, speed up through the ESO, drink the VSOP up with the lemon squeeze up. And everybody's roller, I'm the roller. That's quick to fold up, blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja. Hold up, suck up my weed, it's all you need, kicking feet. Cause we're IBs, we need to have like a foo-foo. Oh, 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 oh.